you've fallen down the rock and roll rabbit hole. All right, welcome back to another episode of Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole. I'm Kevin Gibson. We're kind of making a habit of this. I'm Butch Bays. Butch Bays. My name hasn't changed since the last podcast, but I do Thank like goodness to get it in that. there. It's, it's easy the to remember. It's just two yeah. syllables. Um, so to tonight's episode is going to focus on a song that's near and dear to us. It was a, a big hit, an anticipated single from when we were both seniors in high school, different high schools. Um, yeah. But it's it's a jump by Van Halen from their album 1984. Yeah, and it's it was, a, uh, and we both have vivid memories of this when it came out. It was a big, big deal. So we're going to dive into that and dive into what it meant to the band and to the 80s and to the world. To it the made world. a big dent on all of pop culture. It didn't really, it? really did. So that's kind of what we're going to do tonight. And then we're, first, we're going to hit you with some nice, interesting beer. A really, really cool can. So, yeah, we've we've featured uh, Apocalypse Brewworks on the show once before. It's the closest uh, brewery to us. It's to the be, closest to, one. To, to be walkable for me. So, but Apollo IPA. This they just canned this for the first time. It's one of our favorite local IPAs, um, and uh, we love the packaging. Um, our friend Leah, I think, designed this. She owns the brewery. It's a so great gonna, can. I would gonna, say get a close-up of that, but we don't have any technical support. Yeah, we, we don't, don't have, have any technical so support. Let's do the opening ceremonies. Ba-boom. There you go. Right on. And the first to cheers the and a hole. slurp. Sure. <laughs> so now we're going to go to the tail of the tape. Wow, it all happened so fast. All right, the tail of the tape. Jump was released on December 21st, 1983 by Van Halen as the first single for their album, 1984. It became their most successful single, reaching number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Uh, It was nominated for Best Rock Performance, but lost uh, to Prince Purple Rain. So Mm. the artist then known as Prince. Right, and then later (laughs) known again as Prince, I think. Oh, did he finally come back? I think he did, yeah. He was the symbol for a while. I don't know, yeah. (laughs) That's a a whole other episode. He he was protesting something, and I think the whole thing all made sense. Uh, The song went number one in Canada. Canadians loved Van Halen. (laughs) They did love Van Halen. Number two in Australia and Ireland. So they kind of both had it at number two. I didn't check what was number one, sadly. Number Mm -hmm. 29 on the home country of the Van Halen brothers, uh, the Netherlands. It only made. Yeah, the Dutch (laughs) Isles. Only up to number 29. Like, what the crap? Why can't they? I mean, no support. A little bit of hometown love. (laughs) Yeah, is it because they left for the United States? Maybe so, yeah. But total, it, it drove total sales of 1984 uh, to the current figure of 25.65 million copies of Good that album grief. sold. That is a lot. That's a lot of albums. That's almost more than Slim Whitman. Uh, almost. <laughs> It'll buy you more Ferraris than Slim Whitman has For sure, as well. So. He's still wearing bolo ties. So the tale of the tape was written on the back of your second page of notes. So I right. now will return so, those. Yeah, for those of you who are watching the video of this, whenever it comes out, yeah, you've just seen the returning of the notes because Butch wrote his notes on the back of my notes. Because this is how professional we are. 
Well, on rock you know, and mistakes will be made. Hey, man, <laughs> mistakes will be made. So, so let's let's go. Let's kind of go back to the history of the song. And the song was written in, in like seventy nine, eight or eight or one. No one really knows for sure. I think right, um, and it was rejected by the band. Right, uh, yeah, I think it was. It. Yeah, it was around at least for two years and two album cycles. Yeah, and you would think that Edward Van Halen would kind of be in charge of what went on in that band for some reason. Alex always seemed like maybe. You oh, know, he was definitely he would, the beta there. He would, yeah, he would Alex agree with beta. Eddie. Yeah, and but somehow Eddie it, couldn't get his own Edward song right. that he believed but in. But when he built his own studio, fifty one fifty studio, which by the way, that, that that's the. Uh, the police code for a mental case, I think. It, yeah, it, it's it's, it's uh, uh, yeah in, involuntary confinement for a mental health yeah, issues. So, yeah. Anyway, so I guess but, he was uh, confining himself to his own home studio. But that's when he got together with the other guys in the band, I think, and recorded it. And they gave one to Dave and said, you know, listen to this and see if if you want to write lyrics to it. And he was really pushing for it, and and the band was kicking back, especially Roth. And yeah. then uh, Ted Templeman, also their producer, their longtime producer, was pushing back against it. He said it sounds like an organ at a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. I didn't, yeah. That's, but how that's often true. do you think it's played at baseball parks like everywhere? So it's kind of ironic that it is probably now used. Ironic or appropriate, yeah. Well, there you go. But Dave said a guitar god shouldn't play keyboard. So he was all. But he was like, what's, what's funny, he was a classically trained pianist. Well, yeah, but nobody, learned, we didn't know that. No one knew we? that. Yeah. No one knew it. We saw him on keyboards and thought, what, what's even right. going he's on? Just, he's just going just, you know, completely down the pop slide board. And it's like, no one needs this from Eddie Van Halen, the, the guitar god. I'm trying to think of a comparison. It's like uh, like Luke Skywalker suddenly saying, oh, I now fight with boxing gloves or something. <laughs> or, and I, I, I retire That's the a, lightsaber. That is say. a terrible... It terrible is. analogy, okay. but I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. That's like a Gary Busey analogy. We'll accept it. So Eddie's response to a guitar god shouldn't play keyboard was, if I want to play tuba or Bavarian cheese whistle, <laughs> so, so, yeah. I will. <laughs> I saw that quote, too. I loved it. I wasn't very familiar with the Bavarian cheese whistle. <laughs> cheese whistle? That's our next band name, by the way. Oh, I'm ready. We are taking that. I am so ready for but, that. <laughs> but so it's like, so they gave the, the song to, to David. Yes. And he drove around California in his convertible. Yep, a 51 Mercury. 51 Merc. And, and, he, <laughs> yep. and so he, he took one of the roadies with him. Larry Hostler. Larry Hostler. Okay. And he gives Hostler a lot of credit for how the song turned out because he had the... David had the idea for, well, I might as well jump based on a suicide because they didn't they get like caught in traffic or something. There was well, a news story. He he said he had heard a report maybe the night before about a guy that was on top of the Arco Tower considering jumping off, and everybody was saying don't jump, don't jump, and he thought might as well. Someone's jump. yeah, someone's someone's in the crowd's going to say you might just might as well just jump, just jump. I wonder if anybody tracked that back to see if that was a really a thing. So uh, see, and the thing with with. I, there, there are other stories with him, and, and I'm like, I, I think of him, a literary term, English major here, but he's an unreliable narrator because he's a storyteller. And I think he would probably cop to that. He would probably because admit. he was selling it. He was selling the band. He was selling himself. And so I don't think we'll ever know exactly what made that song happen. He's sort but, of in that raconteur tradition of being a guy that can tell a crazy story and and, and sell it sell it you. and then also sell a you know well, it's like the, like the joker in batman lore 
You know, okay. he has no origin story because he tells a different story every time. There you go. The Joker, you know, that's the that's, Joker and Dave. That's the you know. jo- well, he is kind of a Joker. I mean, Diamond Dave, sure. So, so, so how does he play on you now? Now that we're on the subject of Diamond David Lee, hey, I, he's I, a narcissist, but he was a successful one in his day, in his time. But the problem is, and it's, and we'll get into this, you know, as the show goes on, but. You know, part of part of my feeling about this song is that this was sort of the beginning and the end of Van Halen with with David Lee Roth in it. Oh, it certainly was. And yes. so that's you know we'll get into that later. But we let's you know we'll we'll stick more. But what about you? What did you, you know? What did you think of the guy at the time? At the time, I thought he was one of the most fun, interesting people. Charismatic. Yeah, charismatic, and he gave this kind of Dave's on this out of control out of control party you know what i mean like um but when you're a young kid you know like a senior in high school that's a very appealing dude you know he's running around with beautiful women he's he's you know swilling jack daniels and probably running over carrying small animals and i was 17 18 in that time i turned 18 that march when the song was huge yeah and i was sort of seeing a girl who i was just mad about and mm-hmm. MTV had a contest. It was called Lost Weekend with Van Halen. Remember that? Uh, it, it sounds very you familiar. Can say I don't no, spe- it's okay. I don't specifically no. remember it. <laughs> but so, but like you, you enter and you can win a chance to to go on tour with the band for a week or a weekend or whatever. Oh boy! <laughs> and she told me she entered it, and she was like, "David Lee Roth looks so good in that." outfit in the, the video <laughs> yeah and I, I i hated him so much oh okay because i knew i could never have that much charisma or sex appeal and so i hated him when i would see that video i would i hated him okay she that reminds him. me of what my take is on david lee not to interrupt you but like he was like a Don't lab me, man. He, he, <laughs> he was like a lab created front man he was he he was and he sold to, it yeah, this. Look, lo- I watched the video. Did you watch the video this week? I did. I, yes, I did. And I was, I was mad Several at him times. again. I got <laughs> mad at him again. It's been. I haven't seen that girl in fifteen years, but I got mad at him. He was a rival. He he, he became stole a rival her from me. David Lee Ross stole my girl. You know, so it's kind of a. That's my next song. Yeah, I'm gonna write that song. Can you, I imagine he left a wake and of I'm destruction? Gonna, all I'm gonna send the, her an MP3. Well, there you go. <laughs> we record it, but but no, I was you know it was one of those things where they were. That's how big they were. That's yes. how you know, and it was a culmination of them slowly but surely getting there. But that that album was so because they had released an album a year for like what seven years in a row or something like that uh, well this would have yeah this would have been the six but it barely okay, didn't make it within the year right but, within yeah, the year but basically one a year for all six years with this classic lineup yeah so, and so yeah. so it was like you know it was so anticipated and so my first memory it was i was in art class and our art teacher would let us listen to the radio and we were listening to the local station wqmf Right. <laughs> and the, the DJ, I don't remember her name, but she came on and she said, this is the brand new single by Van Halen. And we were all like, oh, oh my goodness, it's finally here. Right. And she said, and it, there's no guitar in the song. It's just all keyboard, bass, and drums. And and just we just fell silent. We were just like, what is, it's Van Halen. And then <laughs> right. like we were just mesmerized. And then it got to the guitar solo. And we were all like, hey. <laughs> it's like, we've been duped. 
<laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, that was just, I remember it so vividly that we were all just completely mesmerized by this, by this, you know, baseball park <laughs> keyboard line, the synth line, you know. Well, it was, reminded me. You know, arcades were huge right then, right? The like yeah. the, the video game arcades, like the video yep, yep. game, like Asteroids, yep. Galaga, Pac-Man, you know, Centipede. That was, that was the, the time of Pac-Man, and those things were yeah. Pac-Man was just, Donkey Kong. Yeah, they were taking over the world right then, and so that song to me, coming on the radio with that keyboard intro, yeah. really reminded me a lot of the sound of like a Mario Brothers type of you know game or like a, a Galaga Galaxy. Wow, that's an interesting point. I never ever thought about that. But it just felt so right right then, and it yeah. felt like a fresh new time oh, to me. Oh, it felt right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reach down between my legs. Oh, that was oh, a different, different song. song. Yeah. Same album, though. Same album, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you got me some cleanup work to do. I should have said yeah. that. No, 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 no you leave good. that in. <laughs> okay, good. So, so going back to this ride that Dave takes with the cassette of the music that Eddie has provided with his with the roadie Larry Hostler. So he gives. He says Larry, you know, in a lot of ways took contributed. Him, took him from a negative place to a positive place. So the song, ultimately, he says he says is about you know you've. You're in a bad place. Just do something to improve. Take a chance. Take, Take a, a chance. chance. Just sure. might as well jump. Just jump. Why? Yeah. Why sit where you are? Right. And so I noticed in your notes. I just happened to see you've got a great <laughs> a great point there. Okay. That well, I want you to go ahead and get to because I I, I think it's okay. Where are, where are we? <laughs> I, I think this this point right here. I never oh, okay ever thought about. Okay. You've, you've thought about it. All right. And now I love he, it. Here's there's this is like, why I love you. The, the, <laughs> Can we have a hug? I love you too. Sure, okay. we'll do it after. The, oh, okay, we'll do it after the show. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I love but you, anyway, <laughs> but please say this it reminds right now. Me of those I love you, man. Commercial. Okay, yeah. So, You're not so my butt light. two years earlier, 1981, or two or three years earlier, Joan Jett took over the world with "I Love Rock and Roll." So I've noticed that this song, uh, Jump, doesn't have a whole lot of lyrics. Did you notice that? Oh, Very, I noticed that. There's, I mean, it's mostly just might as well jump. He says jump, jump, jump a lot, right. yeah. So, but in the lyrics, he says, can't you see me standing there? I got my back against the record machine. Yeah. Now, in my experience, no one calls a jukebox a record, a machine. record machine. That was not a terminology until... I love rock and roll. Right. Right? And we've there's a whole episode, if you want to go listen to it, about this song. Right. And, well, now, yeah. yeah. So now there's no way you could ever convince me that David Lee, that that line wasn't rattling around in his head and came out yep. in this song. So he's sort of the guy at the record machine all of yep. a sudden. And it, and right. And it, and it pulls those things together in, in a way because that's the Joan Jett song is kind of about taking a chance on a person you met. There you go. And there's no way that that, that line wasn't yeah. in the zeitgeist of the time in, yeah. in late 83 when they're writing this song or mid-83. Yeah. So, or, I mean, when if, if it was written in 1981. Well, well, the music. The but, music you know, the was, but, yeah, later, but, but like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so very, very cool. Yeah, we tied very another cool thing connection. together. <laughs> yeah, well, you found that. Well, I'm, I'm, no, full credit. He's going to get me off the show now. Well, you know, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> All right, so what else we got? Like so, a, well, and, and, you know, we know that Roth hated the idea of adding synth to the band. and He thought there would be a backlash. Right. He thought the fans would reject him, which is I think was a distinct possibility. I, I think you're not wrong there. I think they're not wrong. Although the time 
you know, the time was a lot of bands were using that because suddenly Duran Duran was popular and all these, you know, aha, yeah, all these synth-based the bands, the yeah. Cars, you know, which mm-hmm. they they bounced pretty well, but still. So I think you know, I think Eddie saw the opportunity. Here's a song I wrote before this was relevant. Let's do it and surprise everyone. Right, sure. And it worked because it was a huge <laughs> effing hit. It was huge. It was huge. Which I, I find huge. that to be interesting because, like, if you look, uh, uh, I mean, I, I call it fairly recently, about 20 years ago when Metallica went a little more in a pop oh, direction that, yeah. and starting writing tighter, shorter songs, maybe a little less thrash-like, something that the radio could play. What happened to them? I mean, they had hits. But they were like lambasted by yeah. their fan base. Van Halen, yeah. for some reason, didn't get that same treatment. I wonder what that is. I mean, maybe you look at Eddie's little grin there and you think, oh, I can't be mad at Eddie, right? You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and that, and that brings us to the video. Oh, right. You know, and that's and then sort of my point of this, of this episode is I sort of believe like the song on its own was not that great, but the video was so striking and so different that that's part of what propelled it to be an international hit. Now, I agree that was sort of a two-headed dragon that made it all work, but I, I differ from you a little bit in that I think the song was good enough to go over because of, you know, you it think? was just really, yeah, really well-constructed. But the video's great, and I and I sort of overanalyzed the video. So tell me your okay. your impressions of the video, and then I'll go through my well, little weird rundown here. <laughs> my impressions of the video, watching it again for the first time in many, many years, was like, this is so cheap and cheesy. It was cheap, yeah. and But it was so also groundbreaking in that the, the, the video genre was still early. Yes, it was, yeah. And this was a low-budget, just, let's just throw this together kind of thing, you know, like... Let's just throw it together and they believe says a little over six hundred bucks. It was directed by their lighting director. Yeah, on, which, which I also read was just a lie. Him telling stories oh, again. <laughs> Is that but right? you know who well, knows? Probably true. Yes, but but like I, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like because because no because they filmed stuff that he wanted the the video to be interspersed with with a video of him doing stupid. Like on rock, his, rock star excess on things. his own, yeah, yes. and he wanted that, and so that's and and the the director finally said, you know, we're not doing that because this is stupid, right? You know? He he went to see Eddie and Alex with the cut of yes. the video and didn't include David. And he didn't include the the David stuff. And that was a huge split, you know, right? And, and, and they he got fired. The, yep. the yep. not not uh, Pete Angelus that directed it, their lighting director, it was, but uh, yeah, Robert was, Lombard, yep. uh, their uh, so you know, producer. But but you know that of course we'll, we'll get to that too. But it was like that that showed the the ego going into to what was going on with that band. But right to to me, it's so effective. I remember a friend of mine saying a guy named Les of all people. He was yeah I don't know I just remember his name's Les. <laughs> and he said, I love just watching a band just having fun like that. And it seemed a little fake to me, but it was still effective. It was very effective. Because Eddie looked so happy. Alex looked so happy. You know, oh. they all looked super happy. Well, that brings up an interesting point. Okay. So now, 
Van Halen is sometimes considered they're, well. They're called a, a metal band, a heavy metal band, which yeah. I never they thought were pop. of. They were pop. I, well, I never thought of that. But if pop you listen metal. to some of their albums, it's pretty metal. But I, I think metal's taken on such connotations since then that now we now retrospectively Fair. pull them into Fair. hard rock, right? But like if you look at ACDC, right, Motorhead. And Judas Priest was pretty big at this time, very big at this time. But look at the anger in a like sort of an ACDC song and right. a Judas Priest song in a it's all cer- da, 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 certainly in a motorhead. Some butthead. Yeah, and they make and like if you watch, you got another thing coming with Judas Priest. Yeah, we're gonna kick your butt. Yeah. You know, we're we're so mad at everybody. And then you see Eddie Van Halen just grinning. grinning it was endearing. It was totally. endearing. It made me fall in love with Eddie Van Halen. Well, I still hated David Lee Roth. Well, because he was too freaking pretty. But I loved, I loved the Van Halens. They were having so much fun, and they, they did know. these dumb poses, and they ran toward the camera. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I read was like, it's like you see now so many bad bands that try those things and they just don't pull it off. Point the guitar into the camera, and, and it's yeah, just the, is the, so the slides, dumb yeah. because they don't have the charisma or the chops. You know, to, to right. pull it off. So there's one that I watched. Did you watch uh, a band called the Forgotten Rebels? No, I didn't catch it. How bad was it? Man. So their song Rock and Roll is a Hard Life right. is on YouTube. And uh, if you're if you're listening to this, um, I'm, I've added the URL into the show notes. Oh, nice. Just scroll down and you can just copy and paste that. And go watch it, and it is the it's the sad cousin to the jump video. It's so sad, it's so awful, and so. But it's clearly stolen from this idea, and it's just so bad. And like, it'll make sure that we, as a band, me and Butch and our band, will never ever try anything like that. Well, true, we're old guys. It makes me think we should try it all now. You know, if just we to, do it, we'll do it in clown suits. We'll do it sort of ironically. We'll do it in sure. clown suits. Yeah. <laughs> well, it it Whew. it kind of invites a whole discussion. I don't want to leave the video yet because I worked really hard on some video notes today. Yeah. But it invites the whole discussion of how maybe that video, the aesthetic of the band Van Halen, launched the whole hair metal movement. Yeah, into hyperdrive, and everybody was looking for a Van Halen. Well, it type made of, it pop. It made it popular. Yeah, it helped bring about Bon Jovi's popularity, and and then you had White the Warrens, Tiger and the Warrens, these, you know, and the Warrens, Poisons. Yeah, they were smiling, yeah. right? They were playing like metallic, hard rocking, Def Leppard, you group. know. And then sure. what's was Warren the one that did Cherry Pie? You're much. Cherry uh, pie? Yes, they. Yeah, we're going to do an episode on how Cherry Pie was the death of hair metal. It's, so. Yes, we are. It was. Yes, we are. It, it wasn't just Kurt Cobain that killed hair metal. <laughs> it was also the Cherry Pie video. But anyway, so I want to give you my uh, goofy obsessive analysis of the video. Okay, here. you ready? I've got, I've got stuff to talk about too. So okay, you, good. You do your stuff, and then I'll do All my right. stuff. I fell for the David Lee line that was a little over 600 bucks because I couldn't see what they spent money on except for maybe their clothing which they may have rented yeah but it was pretty David Lee probably already owned that but to me it's it's that well yeah I think the money was yeah. spent on the outtake videos they never used right they, they use it for the next video they needed actors extras for that yeah, sure they, I think they just used that in Panama but, but I think they were selling California to the world there like yeah. they just looked like oh man we're just 
put on this earth to rock and roll and yeah. we don't have real jobs and we're happy about it. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, going back to the video and the idea that uh, everyone was shocked to see and hear Eddie Van Halen playing keyboards, right? Yeah. Which he did a fine job of. Oh, beautiful. But beautiful. What I uh, noticed is that the video starts with uh, the the keyboard stuff going on, you know, the whole keyboard intro. There's no guitar present. Right. And he's playing guitar. And he's got a guitar. Yeah. He's holding a guitar and mugging with the guitar. And that's why it's goofy. Yeah. Well, they didn't want you to not know who it was. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. you got to see that guy with that red and black and white yep. striped guitar. You yep. don't know who you're watching. So he's only seen playing key, uh, the keyboards during this three. Th- what, go ahead. Well, during the solo, when he does that beautiful keyboard solo. Which was amazing. Gorgeous. Three yeah. quarters of the way through the video, yeah. first appearance of the keyboard. Yeah. Did you notice they hadn't uh, they hadn't bothered to dust off the keyboard? I did. <laughs> it was dusty. It was dusty and terrible. That's how low budget it was. <laughs> yes. Oh, I my mean, gosh. Who didn't catch that? It looked crappy and crusty. Yep. But it kind of gave it a real kind of thing going. Yep. But anyway. Like, you just uh, got out of his mom and dad's basement. <laughs> But there it was at the 234 mark of a four-minute video, Eddie Van Halen, the blasphemy. Playing the dusty keyboards. Playing the dusty keyboards. It was crazy. There's Atticus. He just woke up. My dog just woke up, and that's what you heard. (laughs) Anyway, I was was sort of... uh, It kind of disjointed me to see Eddie playing... Uh, how holding the guitar and sort of strumming guitar and hearing only like keyboard. Right. I, I couldn't figure yeah. it out. You're just hearing. Da, 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 da. I think it put it in your mind that it was there was guitar in there, but yeah. there wasn't. Okay, tell that to that DJ that I heard. All right, so then it gets to the solo, which is really the first guitar in the song, I believe, and it's only 16 seconds of yeah. guitar. Yeah, a fantastic sure. solo, but but short, like only 16 yeah. seconds. Yeah. So the keyboard appears on screen for only 14 seconds total. It, they show it for about 11 seconds and then a couple more like second and a half type runs. So it's not on there much. I, I pictured in my mind it was on there the whole time. What do you think? In yeah, your memory. Maybe. In my memory, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, again, it had been 40 years. <laughs> you know, I used to see it all the time on MTV and then, you know, but... I, I just pictured that there was keyboards starting it out halfway through. Yeah, I guess I probably did too. I just didn't know. 14 thought of it. seconds, man. Yeah, yeah. It's weird how that happens. But anyway, I thought the, the David Lee Roth acrobatics made the video. Like he was he was amazing in it. What do you think? Oh incredible. I mean he was cool. The jumping and the splits and all the goofy Dude, it was all about him, and that's what <laughs> that's what broke up the band. And we'll get again, we're getting there. But well, I have it here in my notes the camera loved Roth, but boy did Roth love the camera, you know? yes. <laughs> and himself, I guess. Well, and the, the, the the thing I wanted to bring up is something that I don't know how many people noticed at the time. Maybe they did, maybe they forgot. But the 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 video audio was different than the single. I heard that. Yeah. So who would have thought it? So there is when this is something that I that I knew when I was a teenager. You knew that back in the day. I did. Yeah, and, and it was one of those things where I noticed it when I first saw the video. Wow, having I heard no the song clue. enough. Yeah, and so there was so so apparently what what I read was that he he did this random yell while filming, and they said just for fun, let's you know let's use that, and then we'll have him overdub a yell. 
Well, what's what what I thought was funny at the time, I had a friend that I worked with, yeah, who said that he read or heard or maybe just a theory that that was done in response to the line, "Hey, you, who said that?" Right, you know, like he because he looks kind of confused for a second, but like, but I went and watched the video, and it's like that was in the second verse of the song. This was like two minutes no, later, way later, way later. So I love the "Hey, you who said that" line. Yeah. Do you like that? It's yeah. like conversational. It's, it's and, dumb, but it's fun. It's, well, yeah, you know, it, it helped embody the video and the song, kind of loose. But that's what that's what my friend said. His name was Keith. He said that's what I heard. It's what I read. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I thought that was kind of funny. And then I went and watched it again the other day, and I'm like, no. He was just inspired yeah. to get a little another yelp. But that's how big the song was. Oh, man. You so know, but. good. Well, you know, I feel like the keyboards kind of shocked us all. It's yeah. sort of a lighter, kinder, gentler Van Halen, right? But I think David Lee's uh, uh, scream at the, at the start of the song and then Alex Van Halen's drum intro yeah. brought it back into, oh, no, we're still rocking. And Alex's drums were so always distinctive. Yeah. I felt like his drum kit was just about to fall over. <laughs> Didn't you ever hear that? That's what I it's was on the heard. edge of. <laughs> I mean, it was just yeah. so reverby and just He was beating them just, down. Yeah. <laughs> so but, here's uh, my last note on the on the uh on the uh, video. Okay. <laughs> I, I wrote this was in a moment of inspiration after watching the video, so like don't don't judge me here. It put the world on notice. America has a band with the greatest guitar player and a flexible singer with with good teeth. <laughs> We're coming after you. you See, know, and this is why I hate him because my my girlfriend at the time just loved him so much, and a lot of it was his teeth. Well, he was he was impressive, man, all around, and and he yeah. he kind of knew he kind of knew it. He had that over. That's what, yeah. yeah. And then he lost his hair, and then, you know, and it just it all went downhill from there. It has been. Then sad he was to recording see. Beach Boys songs, and it was so bad. <laughs> but but the uh, the Lombard guy who was the one who edited the video you know yeah. he said that he he kept them apart for much of the day it was a, like a day-long shoot right and he like he waited until the end of the day to get them all four on stage together he said and the quote was he thought he was bigger than the rest of them dave thought he was bigger than he the rest bigger than the rest of them yeah and that is what that's what and so the video was like already was falling apart yeah, and and so then he decided I'm going to do a solo career. Yeah, I'm going to be bigger, and then and then they brought in Sammy Hagar, <laughs> and that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other. That's like five <laughs> episodes. Boy, I've seen some people on YouTube savage Sammy Hagar this week, getting prepared for this, and and oh. I kind of like Sammy Hagar, you know, generally. I didn't. I, I'm very much more of a fan of the David Lee era, and boy, you certainly have to take a side, don't you? You can't say I'm. It's good like with it's both. like Beatles or Stones. You well, know, you people sure. just expect you to take a side, but I, I mean, I didn't like any of the stuff after he left. Didn't I? Didn't like any right. of it. I just because right. I just I went from sort of liking Hagar's solo stuff. Yes, I did too. You know, I yeah. can't drive fifty five and. And uh, I don't need love. I love that song. Yeah. Oh, and there's only you know? one way to rock. Oh, wow. so yeah. Good. yeah. He was rocking on then, and then he joined Van Halen, <laughs> and it became Van Hagar. So did it mess up two things for you? <laughs> I remember, I was I was back then. I was working as a delivery guy for an auto parts store, Tui's. You remember Tui's in old New Tui's. Albany, Indiana? Sure. 
and I was driving, and I, and and why can't this be love? Came on the radio for the first time that I've heard it, and I was just like, this is awful, and oh, I want to drive it. off the road and oh. crash and kill myself. It was yeah. that bad. I hated it so much. <laughs> so I've heard a lot of people much. have that reaction. I didn't like hate it. But I do like the more dangerous early Van Halen. You know, the classic Van Halen. Hagar has no... He has no charisma. Oh, you think? He's... I I think he's awful. I think he has less charisma than Dave. And I I did a lot of of research into um, one of my favorite bands, Nerf Herder. Their their song, Van Halen, which came down on Sammy Hagar with, with two lines... (laughs) <laughs> Sammy Hagar, is this what you wanted? You know, and this is what and Dave lost his hairline and you lost your cool buddy. Is this what you wanted, buddy? Or yeah, just, you, yeah, you lost your cool buddy. Nerf Herder is and a cool band. And he got so mad. He called him so many names that I'm not going to say here because we're going to do an episode. Yeah, because this that is a fam- This is family entertainment. Well, and we'll you'll have to bleep me out when we do the actual episode. Well, that's fine. We'll do that episode. If you haven't heard of Nerf Herder, N E R F Herder. Um, that is something fun to check out. And Perry yeah. Grip Perry himself Grip is, is really the front fun. man, and he does his own. He's thing. He's the baby monkey guy. So baby, baby monkey. Yeah. I'm going to go to my point of, and we can debate this for a moment. And okay, I, sure. And I do have one kind of interesting. Well, I want to go back in time tribute. a little bit at the end here and see if we oh, can okay. like do some little early uh, a few, well, what, a few I, facts. What I want to say is, I yeah. feel like the song itself, okay, was good, not great. I feel like the video, all we've talked about is what propelled it to being a hit because MTV was new. Yes. It was captivating all of us. But I don't feel like the song without MTV would have been the hit that it was. I think that's extremely possible because MTV was des- deciding, in a way, what was on the charts at that time. Yes. They became bigger than the radio. That album would not have been... It would not have sold as much as it did without MTV. That's my video really did kill the radio star, it, is what you're saying. It did. So, but like in or 81, in this case, it enhanced the radio star. Well, well yeah. Because I mean, David Lee Roth had great teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, going back to your point. And, and good moves. But anyway, I'm you know, MTV uh, came around in about 81. Is that what we figured yeah, out? And yep. by, by this time at the transition between 83 and 84 is when it was in everybody's It was an house. influencer. Well, you see what I mean? It you took know, a while to use to a get modern on phrase. All, yeah. It was an influencer. But it, it to took time us. to get on uh, all these cable networks. And yep. so, like, a lot of people didn't have it. Do you remember that? For oh, a while. I didn't have it. So, it, finally, at this time, when this video hit, it was a prime time for MTV. Yep. Probably their best ratings and most influential time. Yep. Ever that's so, how Cindy yeah. Lauper became a star. Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she was yeah. fun to watch and and kind of weird I, I, and yeah. I mean, I, you know, I still have a soft spot for for her because I think she's like really cool. You know, she's uh, she's fun. Yeah, she's I, I didn't like the song at all, but then as the time went by, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now I'm a Cindy Lauper apologist. <laughs> Are you? Let, good? Let's get off. Just like it off topic here. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, what do you think is Van Halen's legacy? I mean, you know, they now that Eddie's, you know, sadly passed off this earth, and, you know, you've got the David Lee era, you got the Sammy era. I think that's the legacy, is that it's two different bands completely. And I think that the purists, like myself, hate the second era. Right. But there are people who grew up knowing the second era more than the first era. 
Younger people, especially probably, because that sure. was on the radio, right? And, and they it had big. Uh, it was they had a lot of chart success. Yeah. Sure, lots of it. It's interesting for Eddie and Alex to have the, the like a second act that was that big. Sure. I don't think any, you know very many bands do that. ACDC comes to mind, mm-hmm. but that's a tough thing to pull off, you know. But I think the classic era, the first six albums of. Um, Van Halen really stand as a statement, you know, and like you say, it, it really maybe they could have called it a, a different thing the for the you know second half of their career, yeah. but uh, man, just jump will live forever, and I think they'll be talking about David Lee for hundreds of years, and I think they'll talk about Eddie for a thousand years yeah. from now because Eddie was to me was the real heart of the band. He's sort of like a Mozart of our time. Yes, and. And and David Lee Roth was just he was just the pretty boy front man. Yeah, who stole my girlfriend. Quite effect, quite effective. <laughs> well, let's say good night. I think we wrapped good up. Night. Or, or uh, let's say uh, see you next time. And, see you next uh, time. Oh, there will be more. I've got a little aside to kind of end this thing. We're right. uh, we've had a good time. You know, we're starting to get a little bit in the flow of this thing, and uh, hopefully, we can. If you if you're enjoying what you hear, please share this with other people. Please. It's going to mean a yeah. whole lot to us because we can only do so much as a grassroots marketing team, right? right? We don't have any uh, help. But anyway, um, we'll see you on the next podcast. And I wanted to leave this with one interesting thing. Uh, right. a, a big YouTuber, the Professor of Rock, says in 1984, Eddie Van Halen became Mickey Mouse. Everybody knew who he was. Wow. You know, if you think about it, he influenced even um, Back to the Future. They play his music, yeah. the Spaceman. Edward, Edward Van Halen. Absolutely. He, should, but, he certainly influenced uh, Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> but Edward Van Halen lived the American dream. He, yeah. he says that. And he credits Fair. freedom for his success and, and, and for the fact that he was able to rise from living in one room with this family you know to the american dream yeah, so fair. if you have a dream don't wait for somebody to come knock on your door the van halen brothers didn't they they went out there and got it so if you got a podcast in you if any if, if we can do one anybody can do yeah. one correct and you know if you want to start a band get out there and do it you you might as well jump man you're making me cry over here. <laughs> i can't take this <laughs> I wasn't very familiar with the Bavarian cheese whistle. <laughs> cheese whistle? That's our next band name, by the way. Oh, I'm really- we are taking that.